All right, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the CHB podcast. <laughs> today I'm joined it gets with um... me every time. <laughs> today I'm joined with Justin this is Bieber. Being recorded. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Justin Bieber. What's Fellow going on, Justin Bieber. Bieber. Wait, wait, yeah. Oh, oh, I've got a bit of the swoop going on. It's not the whole entire bread. It like the bread head that you've got right now has intensified. Oh yeah, it's getting out of control. No yeah. doubt about it. It it's gotten a lot crazier in the in the three week span or something like that. If like I got like three people that listen to this podcast on Spotify. It's not it's not crazy numbers. I'm not I'm not gonna cap, but there's gonna be that one guy that's just like, I wonder what this bloke looks like. Does he look <laughs> what <laughs> is his Does he look like Justin Bieber? <laughs> We're gonna do a poll. How much does Will need a haircut? Because this shit's getting ridiculous <laughs> at this point. But of course, we're gonna be starting off with NBA. But what I wanted to do more of this time was talk about some AFL stuff because holy mm. crap! Other than I think everyone being a big baby about the umpires this year, this has probably been one <laughs> of the most cracked seasons of footy you will ever see. So there's definitely mm. a lot to talk about there. But we'll start with NBA first and. A report that was coming out by Hoop Hype, and I think even Shams touched on this. You probably saw it as well. The three-team trade with the Knicks, Utah, and the Lakers looks like it is edging on a deal that could get done very, very shortly. And something that's kind of changed up real quick is, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, Westbrook's going to go here, Westbrook's going to go... I literally just said Westbrook by accident. That was not even (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) Westbrook is going to go here, whatever, right? Apparently, he's going... He'll yell at you on Twitter. Exactly. Apparently, he's getting traded, it looks like, to the Utah Jazz, where the Lakers will have to give up an extra first, right? But they'll be bringing back in Patrick Beverly, uh, rumoured to be Boyan Bogdanovich, Oh, and, I saw this trade, actually. Yeah, and potentially something else. And then the Knicks would get Donovan Mitchell, uh, and the Jazz would get, like, another six or so first-round picks from them, like Evan Fournier, this and that, right? Do you think that trade happens? Does that trade get done? Because we've seen so many Donovan Mitchell trades, and that one seems to be the one that just, you know, with a couple of different things that happen here and there, I'm sure. But that one seems to be the one that, like, legit gets done, in my opinion. What team do they have Donovan going to? What was the last team? Knicks. They go. He goes to the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look. I don't know if the Lakers want to get rid of Ross. Um, they've been apparently reluctant to get rid of a first round pick in a trade. But if you're getting valuable contributors back, I think you'd pull the trigger on that one. And then obviously the Jazz are just trying to do the uh, do the old OKC and get as many picks as they possibly can. <laughs> so if the Knicks are willing to fork out their entire future like the Clippers did, then why not? If you were the Lakers, though, so, I mean, you're literally, so you're trading away Westbrook, who's on 80 million <laughs> at this point. The guy is yeah, on ridiculous yeah. money. I think it's actually 47 million. But let's just say you bring in Boyan, right, who's on 18 million, and you bring in Patrick Beverly, who's on... 11 million, that's 29 million, right? There is still players you can bring in to try and match that out. If you're the Lakers, do you say, because I think they've got a second or two as well, do you just say, all right, we'll yeah. throw in a second where we've heard you want to get rid of Rudy Gay, you know, we'll take we'll take that man off your hands. Do you say that as well if you're the Lakers or do you hold on to the extra, whatever, $14 million in cap relief that this somehow fills out? I I wouldn't really be trying to go for Rudy Gay at this point in his career. He's a bit of a bit of a defensive liability. So, so would you yeah, offer an extra first to get like a Jordan Clarkson then? Yeah, true. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure. Defense is the Lakers' issue, and then Clarkson's really not going to remedy anything on that side of the ball, and neither is Gay. I think they'd mm. be better off just using their cap space trying to get somebody else. Yeah, because I'm thinking they're probably going to be over... They would be over the luxury, right? Even if this trade still goes through. So would would they mm, be able yeah, to... Would they even be able to, like, sign a player? Like, how does that even work? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because basically, your, your whole team would... Your owners would save probably $14 million out of this. Your team wouldn't be really saving anything and I don't know if you're Jeannie Busto if I was her and if there was a player there that could not only help the defensive end but the three-point shooting I would 
try it out. I think Patrick Beverly is perfect for the Lakers, though. He will come in, and I think if anyone's going to wake LeBron up on the defensive end, it's Patrick Beverly, right? He will yeah. he will kick that guy's ass. Like, I mean, look at LeBron this year. He would have <laughs> dropped 40 points per game, but he'd just stand there like a cone on defense. And then oh, you've still got... He had to do absolutely everything on offense. Yeah, he'd just be too tired. you still got Boyan as well. <clears throat> Probably doesn't help out with defense, but that three-point shooting would be a really yeah, good one. So much better than what they've got. Yeah, but I'm not sure who, what would be, because I still feel like if I was the Lakers, I mean, even offering a second for Rudy Gay, I still feel like wouldn't be that bad of a thing. So I know it's the defense that they've got issues with, but I still feel like Rudy Gay would be better defensively than half of that Lakers roster. Oh, I'm not sure. How much is Rudy Gay on at the moment? Isn't I would imagine like it'd be like 4.5. No, I think he signed a two-year deal that was worth like $9 million all up or something like that. I don't think it was that expensive. Oh, maybe that was his previous contract. But he, yeah. Um, yeah, if he's on a cheap deal, then I guess it couldn't hurt. He's also like 35 years old. So, uh, look, it wouldn't hurt them. But there's certain players that you um, get and just have to accept that they're not going to do anything defensively. And the Lakers <laughs> have a few too many of them. Yeah, pretty much. Who do you think wins out of all of these teams, though? Do the Knicks win it because they bring in Donovan Mitchell or... Do the, do the Jazz just uh, win because they capitalise on 800 first-round picks? Well, um, oh, I'm an OKC fan, so I'm biased. So I'd say that Utah <laughs> would uh, win that trade <laughs> in the long haul because I have a weird obsession with first-round picks, just like our general manager. Yep, um, that, that's fair but enough. But I can see why the Knicks would do it, just to get back into some sort of relevance, start building a winning culture because they desperately need that and they desperately need some shot creation and some real actual scorers other than bold ass Evan Fournier that only plays well <laughs> against the Celtics. Yep. Clicks. Definitely not, so, definitely not yeah, wrong there. It's a good move for them as well, even if they overpay. Yep. The Lakers could also look at Evan Fournier, I feel like, as well. He mm. would be another one that the yeah. Lakers could definitely capitalize on, even though he doesn't have much defense, but Jesus Christ. Not I, mean, like, defense. I mean, your defensive anchor on the Lakers is Stanley Johnson anyway, so it doesn't matter mm. who your defensive anchor is yeah, at the true. end of the day. Um, but with all of this happening, so they're saying that if Westbrook does get to the Utah Jazz, though, he gets bought out, is what they are saying. Who yeah. should sign Russell Westbrook? Because I feel like this Russell Westbrook disrespect has gotten out of hand. There was one reporter, and I know damn well you've seen this because you are on Westbrook's penis like a STD. We know <laughs> this, right? There was one reporter that said, if Westbrook gets bought out, he will not only struggle to start in the league, but he might struggle to get to an NBA team for a bit. And in part of that, I think, could be true, but I also feel like there could be that team that just straight up signs him like that. One team being the Washington Wizards. I mean, come on now. I could start at point yeah. guard for the Washington Wizards. I'm pretty <laughs> sure their starting point guard is Bradley Beal next season, I think. Could be DeLon right? He did sign there, which no one knows about, but he did. Eight million a season. Dillon Wright's pretty solid, though. Like, yeah, but I'm, I'm better. Pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty damn good backup. So do you think the Wizards should go out and get Westbrook? Because if you ask me, if they got Westbrook right, they are better this time. They are much better now than what they were with Westbrook back then, right? And if they were to mm. add Westbrook to this team, not only would this team be much, much better last time than the last time that Westbrook was on it. I mean, they're really a point guard away and some defense from potentially being a playoff team. I just feel like that point guard hole on Washington is just so big and the defensive hole is so big as well. I mean, Bradley Beal might be their best defender in that starting lineup. They've got Avdia at mm. the three, Kuzma at the four, and Chris Dupps at the five, who honestly was like a training cone last season as well on defense. So, oh, yeah, it's their defense is a bit of an issue, but do you think Westbrook should go there, or do you have a couple other teams you'd like to see him go to? Oh, as far as starting, that's probably an ideal situation. I can't think of many other teams that would need a point guard. Um, but as far as, like, coming off the bench goes, you cannot feasibly tell me that Russell Westbrook is not going to be useful as a six-man off the bench. I understand he's not an MVP anymore, but 
Jesus, man. Like, there's no way he's going to be out of the league. And if he does, then it's going to be like the Carmelo Anthony situation, but on crack. It's going to be so much worse. <laughs> he, he definitely deserves to be in the NBA. Yeah. So you think, is, are the Wizards the only team where he'd start on? Oh, I can't think of any off the top of my head that um, would start him, but I'm sure there's a couple. Like, he, I think he's still borderline all-star level. It's just whether you want the turnovers and the ball dominance and the inefficiency, whether you think that still um, is weighed out by his positives in order to get him to start. Because you do have to sacrifice when he's on your team. You do have to bend around him. You have to mm. have certain personnel, all that, and it may not be worth it to have him on your team as a starting point guard anymore, but running your bench unit, there's no way you can go wrong. All right. So I'm going to say something. This is this is for the people at home, right? All right. You ready? William, mm. your haircut oh, yes. is pissing me off. <laughs> Seriously pissing me off. I'm looking down at you oh, like this, man. and I'm speaking to a, a head full of hair. <laughs> Do you have a hat like a or, a, or a beanie or something? I see those Collingwood clappers in the background. Go... Tie your hair up, put them in it or something. Chuck a hat on because right now I'm talking about haircut and I don't like it. I can't take you seriously. The worst thing is I've had to start playing basketball with a headband up the top of my head like I'm Tom Fawns pushing my hairline back. (laughs) Do this. Grab your beanie, grab your beanie and pull your hair back and just put it on for everyone's sake at home. (laughs) You got, no, you got the... Oh, I've got a fedora. You got a fedora. There we go. Here we go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Speaking of freaking Indiana Jones, bro. <laughs> oh, that's look. a whole lot better. We'll take that. I think that's a that's a good one. If you were Westbrook, though, so let's just say the Wizards say to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> let's just say the Wizards say to themselves, we'd rather start Jordan Beecroft, aka centre-half bench, a point guard next season. Who should sign Russell Westbrook? What would be the number one team you'd like to see him go to? Because there's probably not going to be many teams oh. that would start him. Doesn't really matter what uh, what team he goes to if centre half bench is running the point for the Withers, dropping dimes every game. They're they're no just going to win the title. Warming the bench and eating the snacks after the game. All the players go and they're like, you know, when they get the burgers after the game, sometimes <laughs> yeah. they're like, where did all the burgers go and shit, bro? I need carbs. <laughs> I'm just man's taking them all. Man, oh. who- who even knows? I, I literally can't think of a team that, like, you know who needs a starting point guard? The Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers need a starting point guard, Funny bro. That. There you go. Oh. But uh, With Draymond Green, though, this is another one that's been going around. Um, he didn't get offered a max. They didn't offer to extend him on the max contract. What a surprise. Am I the only one that's, like, weirded out by that? No. Yeah, I don't... I. I appreciate Draymond. I um, first got into the NBA and I was like, oh, how shit's this guy? And then, but I have realized over time how valuable he is that you cannot sign a guy that's averaging seven points a game to a max contract. You just can't do it. I don't know. I don't know. He does more than seven Especially when you have to re sign Paul and Wiggins. He, He averages eight and a half assists per game. His defense mm. is insane. Like, did he not finish top five in defensive player of the year this year? His defense yeah. is not only cracked. He's also an all- Didn't he make the all-star <clears throat> team as well? Uh, yeah, I think he might have. Yeah. So, you're going to tell me that an all-star isn't worth a max contract? I think, I think he could be worth a max to somebody else, but I don't think he's... Like, I would... If I had to choose between keeping Draymond over Wiggins or Poole, I'd pick Draymond, but not over both of them. Mm. That's, and Wiggins especially is really valuable, I think. He was yeah. um, really good, especially while Draymond was struggling. He was really good defensively and providing a second scoring option. So. That's facts. But in saying that, though, they did let... um. Jesus Christ, why have I forgotten his name? Gary Payton. They let Gary Payton go because if they extended all these guys to like, let's just say they did the $9 million for Gary Payton. They did the, what, $6 million or so for Otto Porter Jr., right? Could have been like $7 million. 
uh, and a couple of the yeah. other players that did their contracts, this and that, right? They're looking at like $16 million to $20 million right there. And that's straight up. Like now that they've let all those players go, they've let their young core come back in and all that type of stuff. I feel like that should give them at least some flexibility to somewhat be able to still re-sign Jordan Poole to the big contract that they want him to and also keep Andrew Wiggins. Because the fact of the matter is, is Andrew Wiggins is worth a max, right? He's worth a max. Mm. And people think, oh, a max contract, that's just the same as what he's on right now. The max contract has heavily changed. Like, yeah, the max contract is not $30 million a year anymore. I'm pretty sure it's 36 or 37 like it well, drastically we didn't, we didn't went up. Pay when he was on eighteen mil, and now it yeah. looks like a steal. Yep, and now he'll go on to that. He'll go on to that big thirty-five million dollar probably per year contract. Jordan Poole will probably go on like a twenty-eight million or so, which I still think is quite outrageous. I don't know if Jordan Poole is still worth that. It is what it is. Oh, but then, I'm not a I'm not a Jordan Poole fan. Neither am I. Nah, but Draymond Green is still a way better player than what Jordan Poole is. Way, 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 oh, way, yeah. way better player. And I'm still... If Jordan Poole's getting 25 to 28 million, whatever those rumors were, screw that, bro. Just give Draymond 30 million a year. That's what I think. Like, if it's going to be one of those maxes where it's 37 million a year, then maybe it's, yeah. But if we're talking about the old-timey max where it's like 31 million a year, that Kevin Love contract, remember from a couple of years back, then I'm yeah. doing that if I'm the Warriors. I think that's legit. Like, I just feel like you can't let him leave. And the Warriors were a better... T- they were a 10 times better team when Draymond was playing. And when Draymond was injured those 10 or so games, whatever it was, they struggled at times. And I'm saying you can't let him leave. And the team who I think he will go to if he was to leave Golden State would be the Portland Trailblazers. I've been saying this for a while. Yeah, because Dame wants him. Dame has been hinting at this for the end of time and, I mean, it makes a whole lot of sense. He would be... Imagine Dame and Draymond together. Like, if Draymond does exactly what he's done with Steph over the years, you know, setting all those screens, being the main ball handler while Dame kind of plays like the two-on offense, then Jesus Christ, that Portland team would be pretty insane. Like, you got you know, Draymond playmaking to Nurkic, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, Simons, you know, all those type of players. I just, I just think that would be a really, really good thing to see. And Jeremy Grant. No, not enough people remember Jeremy Grant is on that team yeah, right Jeremy now. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. I know Portland oh. had a bad offseason. Uh, they had a really bad offseason, in fact. But if they can next season bring in Draymond Green and kill, build, keep building this supporting cast, they're going to be a pretty decent team. I think for any team looking to pay that amount of money for um, Draymond Green, you have to be absolutely sure of the offensive players that you have around him. Like, it's cool enough to say, oh, yeah, you can put him with Damian Lillard, but who's your secondary scorer there? Do you think Anthony Simons is going to step up? Because to be honest, as good as Jeremy Green is and as much as I love him as a player, and he's just not good enough to be a second option on a championship-caliber team. Third option, yeah. But you'd, you'd have to have a lot of trust in Anthony Simons or you could package him with maybe Shade and Sharp and whatever other draft picks you have and try and get a bona fide second offensive star. But Yeah. Yeah, you well, have to be real confident. The idea with this Portland team right now seems to be going to want to go really small ball because, I mean, Yusuf Nurkic, let's face the facts, is going to play half the year and the other half of the year is going to be spent in the hospital. I think we can all yeah. agree with that. And then other than that, do you know who their backup center is? Do you want to have a guess who the Portland Trailblazers backup center is? Oh, Jesus. CJ Ellaby, even though he's like a shooting guard. No, no, that's not it. Have, an- have another guess, mate. Oh, Greg Brown. No, me! Because I've got no backup <laughs> center! I'm their backup center! Their backup center is me or Damian Lillard next season. And I'm calling it right now. Five foot nine backup center in the NBA. Either that or they're calling up Eric Bloodsoe, who they waived just to play center because that boy is dummy thick. And he might be able to play that center position. But the realistic thing is they could actually do some type of small ball thing, which would be kind of interesting. Like you could have Dame 
um, at the point. You know, Simon's at the two, Sharp at the three, uh, Grant at the four, and then at the five, you'd have, you know, um, of course, the main man himself, who they would then go on and sign in Draymond Green. But how that would work, it obviously you couldn't start it. I, I think Jeremy Grant would move to the small forward and they'd start Nurkic. But when those games that Nurkic is injured and all that type of stuff, I think it would run fine. And they're theoretically one of the only teams I could see Draymond Green going to. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't see the Miami Heat or any of those teams making sense. I don't see a team like Memphis or New Orleans, any of those young and upcoming teams that could be looking to offer someone to Max soon. It doesn't make any sense for him to go there. To me, it's Golden State or I think Portland at this point. And if I yeah. was him, I would look at Portland because... You could take a pay cut because you know the situation would be good in Golden State, but there's a lot. There could be a lot going on in Portland right now. I just think they had a pretty rough offseason, but there's definitely still building blocks there for them to try and make the play in this season and make a playoff run and then, of course, build heavy, I think, till next season. Am I wrong for saying that? Or No, I can't think of another team that would be in a better position. Just like I said, you'd have to be... Um hoping that Simons turns into that second offensive option or you'd be making another trade. But if you're taking on Draymond, you have to have a lot of the things that Portland have, like the superstar offensive um, talent and the shooting, which is what they actually do have. And he would obviously help their defence and playmaking situations. So I can't think of another team that's more well set up, obviously, other than the Warriors. But I can't think of another one. Does he leave the Warriors? Or do you see this getting done and he gets signed on the max? Because it seems like he made it pretty clear that he won't settle for anything less than a max. He doesn't even want to take a pay cut. Oh, I think Golden State might eventually cave in unless there's no other interest from other teams. But like you said, the fact that um, Lillard has said that he wants to play with him openly probably means that Portland would get pressured into giving him an overpay, which means that Golden State would have to cave in. So yep. I think it'll uh, get done. So let's just say this happened because let's be honest here, they're probably not going to be able to um, get a deal done just from signing him, right? Like he's on way too much money. It's probably just not going to work. What would the trade therefore look like for you? Because if I'm, if I'm looking at the salary cap right now for Portland, they have Grant on 20 million, Hart on 12 million, Lillard on 40 uh, Nurkic, I think, is on, like, 20 million now, something ridiculous like that. And Simons is on, like, 20 million now as well. W what does a trade look like for this, like, to actually happen? Because I don't see anything on that roster that immediately jumps out at the Golden State Warriors. Josh Hart would be no, cool. You know, he would be awesome. Jeremy Grant would be an awesome one for them as well, but... Worst case scenario is for this Trailblazers team is that Jeremy Grant leaves in the offseason. That would be the really bad one. And that's how I know Jeremy Grant is getting a max, I reckon. Like, I literally think Jeremy Ooh, Grant is getting a max. max. No, nah, just because he's going to he's gonna threaten to go. True. If Portland, um, Portland lost him, that would be pretty, pretty uh, disastrous to trying to keep Damian Lillard. Yep. So he's on twenty million I don't know right if they now. Should have kept him in the first place. Yeah. So he's on twenty million right now. It was said that his original asking price from Detroit was twenty five million because he actually liked it in Detroit. And then it was said as soon as he got to Portland, he was like looking for that max. Which yeah. maybe he liked it more in Detroit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works, but shit, he wants the max now. Uh, I guess. You could always say you'd lose him. He might just walk out, and I guess that has a lot of open, a lot of money open for Portland to probably offer, you know, Draymond Green a max contract or something like that. But that's my that's my theory. Uh, is I think Draymond Green gets to Portland if Golden State can't re-sign him, which I think they'll, as you said, they'll eventually cave in. I think we we kind of know that. But moving on now, Kevin Durant situation's getting more heated. See what he said today. Oh, 
Mayor Steve Nash and um, what's their GM's name? Sean Marks. Fair enough, right? That's that's pretty fair. Steve Nash's yeah. cheeks. Might as well have Ben Simmons Steve running Nash. that team. Bro, if I was the owner, Steve Nash would be going quicker than you could say fucking pancakes. <laughs> I, I would have been firing him anyway, bro. I love some pancakes, bro. <laughs> you've, you've set me up right now. I'm hungry. <laughs> I look like a big pancake. I don't know about you, but they're, they're saying that the team that could be getting Kevin Durant is the Boston Celtics. What? Mm. Like, Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant? Is that something you see happen? It's not only, like, it's not being reported by some random guy. It's being reported by, like, the godfather of the NBA, and that's Woj, you know? Could you see that happening? Yeah, I could probably see it happening. I, if I was the Celtics, I don't know if this is just bias because I, um, I actually, I'm actually a massive fan of Boston. I love a lot of players on their team, including Jalen Brown, who's one of my very favorite players in the NBA, like probably top five. Um, I don't know if I would break up what they have right now. Like they've got a young team. They've got an insanely good defense that I, I just don't know if they should split it up. I think they should give it a few more years with their core. Like they they're gonna win sixty games next season with their current team. I don't I don't think they need to do this. Yeah, like I literally think the Boston Celtics got better this off season, right? They did, mm. yeah. Like they brought in Malcolm Brogdon. They brought in um Oh, Malcolm Brogdon is so perfect for them. Yeah, they brought in Danilo Gallinari as well. I mean, both of those players are really good. Like the fact of the matter is, is I think you now move Al Horford to the bench and Dude, that's a scary prospect, man. Like, that is a really scary prospect. The team is still really suffocating on defense. Like, six foot five, Malcolm mm. Brogdon at the one, six foot four, Marcus Smart at the two, you know, six foot eight, Jalen Brown. Yeah, six foot nine, Jason Tatum. Six foot ten, Jason Tatum, I think he actually is. And then, um, you know, six foot 11, Robert Williams. It, the team is like really tall. It's really mobile, mm. it's very athletic, and they suffocate teams on defense. Like, they single-handedly destroyed the Miami Heat's willingness to shoot three-pointers. Like, I saw PJ Tucker brick more shots than me and you do when we play local basketball on <laughs> a Thursday night or whatever. That dude's cheeks, but that's not the point of this clip, right? Don't put me into this. Uh, <laughs> I hit three on Thursday night. Thank you very much. Whoa! Holy shit! I, <laughs> I scored for the first time in four weeks. Oh, that was shit. pretty awesome, <laughs> yeah. I know, You're that doing was better pretty than ben Newman. Oh, mate, that's good to hear because I'm telling you right now, seniors is very hard, especially being in the mm. second highest grade in seniors. Jesus Christ, I feel like I'm playing in the NBA. I swear to God, I play <laughs> Marcus Smart every night. Like, I'll get the ball and some guy will be rubbing his cock on me when he's doing a full press. <laughs> like, chill, chill out, bro. <laughs> What's going on there? Oh, but yeah, that Boston Celtics team is... It's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty hectic, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but, I mean, if you were to lose Jalen Brown for first-round picks and Marcus Smart for Kevin Durant, does that team get better? Because if it's if you ask me, both teams come out of this as a win-win, in my opinion. Like, that trade the Nets get back is a really good thing. I don't see the Nets winning a championship in their current situation because... There was also no. a report that said today that Ben Simmons was asked if he would be healthy to play in game four against the Celtics in the playoffs. And left the group chat. And left the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, bro? Like, the Nets ain't winning nothing, dude. What is wrong with him, man? What is wrong with him? And Martin Luther you? Irving thinks the earth is flat and... I don't know. I mean... I, I don't... It's just so tough to think anything about that Brooklyn Nets team. So if you were to bring in Jalen Brown, that's mad. That kid's a freak. Mm. Marcus Smart oh, yeah. will give every opponent an STD once he rubs his chode on you on that full court press. You are done. Four first-round picks mm. is pretty hectic. Then you look at the Celtics, you got a starting five that would be... Is it odd for me to say they could literally do Malcolm Brogdon, Tatum, Durant, Robert Williams and Horford all in the same starting five. Could Ooh, that work? That would be crazy. That would be hectic, bro. 
You can't tell me that KD and Tatum couldn't guard the two. Come on. Mm. That team would be suffocating. Yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> it, I, think, I think it guarantees the Celtics a ring or two, but it's just really, it depends on how much you believe in their current core if you want. 10 years of potentially contending and winning multiple championships or five years with more guaranteed success. But, you know, Mm. I'm a big believer in their current team. So I would probably, unless the asking price isn't as steep as it's reported to be and they can whittle it down and whatever, I'd be staying put if I was Boston. Especially because apparently Jalen Brown was pissed off at the rumors. Mm. Well, I would say four first round picks, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart is the cheapest that you could get it up to. And yeah. I don't even Look, know if about that. Yeah, I don't even know if that ever gets anywhere near to getting it done, considering there was a thing that said they asked the Timberwolves for Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four first round picks. That's like when crazy. I when I compare trades, I still think Carl Anthony Towns is a better player than Jalen Brown. Come at me in the comments. I still think that's true. Pretty I, even. All right. Well, I'll take that. I'll take that. And I also think mm. that Anthony Edwards will I'm be... I'm a big Cat fan too. Mm, I also think Anthony Edwards will be a 10 times better player than what Marcus Smart is. Mm. So, I yeah. think if they are asking the Timberwolves for that, they're going to want a cu- another couple of first-round picks out of the Boston Celtics. So, I'm not yeah, sure. I and would, I don't I know... Do that if I, was I don't know if I believe in your 10-year plan, by the way. Because we got to remember yeah, the right. Celtics were like ninth at one stage this year, like halfway through the year. They really yeah. kicked it off in the third part of the season where they won like 18 games in a row or something ridiculous like that. I don't think it will happen again because I think the team fixed a lot of things. They have much more chemistry with their coach. Malcolm Brogdon is a freak. Um, and they Robert didn't have Williams. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, and now they've gotten rid of Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> um, worst player in the NBA. Yeah, and Danilo Gallinari they've brought in too. So my theory behind this is is that you've got at least five years of like guaranteed success. Yeah. But the Celtics have also had years where they've just been all over the place. I mean, the second year that Kyrie was on the Celtics, that was mm. shambles. The first three quarters of this season was basically shambles. There's so many situations like that where the Celtics just find themselves in weird spots. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, that kicked off again in the next, sometime in the next five years or beyond that. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, I'd be hesitant to compare the team now to the team with Kyrie because I'm pretty sure Marcus Smart or Aaron Neesmith isn't going to be going around burning sage around the arena before the game. So. <laughs> Aaron Neesmith is I'm on the paces sure now, that. my friend. It is on paces. Uh, it doesn't like... matter. Point still, point still stands. Nobody cares about the paces and they're both racist. He may as well still be in Boston. Yeah. I, I was about to say, isn't Indiana <laughs> like number one in the world for like, number one in America for like cocaine or something? So I was going to make a cocaine <laughs> joke. Yeah, Neesmith just going after, he's learned some stuff from Kyrie, but except he's not saging anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he it's has ice in his veins at the Pacers Stadium, bro. Let's go. But yeah, I, I don't know about this one. I don't think it personally gets done. Uh, Relly has come on this podcast multiple times and he literally thinks that Kevin Durant is, quite frankly, possibly going to be sitting out the whole entire year. He thinks that literally KD is not going to get traded. And at the time, he said that KD will just have to suck it up in Brooklyn. I'm adding the part where he sits out in the year because I genuinely believe that could be a scenario because he's literally just come out and has said, it's Steve Nash and old mate or me. And that's a pretty bold thing to say. That's basically my way or the highway. And that sounds to me like someone who would sit out to get their way. Oh, I I don't think Kevin Durant's ever going to sit out. I think he loves basketball too much and he's too competitive of a player to ever sit out a full season. He's not Ben Simmons. After it's those comments, happen. after those yeah, comments no, of basically he, he saying it's play. my way or the highway, you got to trade me now if you don't fix this shit. You don't think he'd sit out? He, he'd still play. And to be honest, my way or the highway has sort of been what him and Kyrie have done. I mean, the front office has done everything according Hold on. to them. And what happened when it wasn't Kyrie's way? And they're taking... 
they're taking the power back. They are the Nets ownership and front office they they've had enough of the player empowerment what happened when it wasn't Kyrie's way though what did he do oh Kyrie's a different beast he though. sat out bro that's what i'm saying <laughs> he sat out yeah but you can't compare team. Kyrie and KD personality wise <laughs> bro this uh, team is full of seat different. warmers Look at Ben Simmons. My guy sat out. <laughs> ben Irving Simmons and Kyrie Irving on the same team is kind of wild. I kind of hope we see it. Oh, we have to see it, right? Like, yeah. where is Kyrie oh, be... getting traded to? The Beijing it'll Flying be Ducks now or something. Like, where's that man going to get both... traded to? They'll both take unexplained leave from the team at the same time, and all of a sudden they have to suit up Jordan B. Croft again. No shit. For every team Bro, the they literally did Jamal Crawford at like 42. They went to that bloke's house and said, stand the fuck up, bro. We need you. Like, they... <laughs> I don't care if you're on a walking frame. Get out there yeah. and do that double behind then, the back. And then they got Iman Shumpert, who I swear that guy's on like deal or no deal and making rap music now. They pulled him out of doing that. And then they brought in Tyler Johnson for a couple of games and were like, hold on, bro. Tyler Johnson. <laughs> we need you back. And then he's they deported the him to now. Brisbane, bro. Now he's playing for the Brisbane Bullets in Australia. Oh, what no. is going on, man? Jesus Christ. All right, me and uh, Justin Bieber are going to move on to some uh, AFL content now. We'll get started off with the report by Cal Toomey, the man, the myth, the legend. Cal Toomey definitely will snatch up your missus at the club type <laughs> Cal Toomey. <laughs> he has said that he thinks the Richmond Tigers will now be the favourites to get Tim Tirano, and he thinks we have the best situation for him. Do you think the Tigers will get him? Are we the, are we the best fit? Do you think that will happen? Because they were saying not long ago that the Pies would be the team that actually tries and gets him. Oh. Um, it just depends whether we keep Degoe, whether we would go for him or not. Um, mm. it, he fits in seamlessly at Richmond. He's like Prestia, except he actually has an ACL and an AC <laughs> joint and hamstrings, an ankle, mm, <laughs> all of the above, calves, everything. Um, yeah, he'd be perfect for you guys. And for us, to be honest, I mean, if we lose Degoe, yeah, I guess he'd be helpful. But uh, he's just an off-brand Degoe, to be honest. Who Tim Tirano? Yeah, oh, you're he's, he's probably you're kidding. Bit, he deserves what? a bit more credit than that. Yeah, it's an off-brand Degoe, bro. Degoe's about to be in the freaking Geelong jailhouse next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm very high on Degoe as a footballer at the moment because he was bloody brilliant on mm. Friday night. So for, the, for those who are asking as well, why am I looking down here? I'm not looking at my penis. I don't know what Will's looking at. I, I don't know what. What's your <laughs> explanatory f- explanation for that? What I was going to say is, I'm not looking down to look at my 10-inch Punisher. I'm looking down <laughs> at my phone because my friend Jack went to the club, right, on my birthday at night, and we were all like, why is this guy not staying the night at mine? Why is he not? Whatever, right? Like, what's he, what's he doing, dude? Like, it's, it's, it's poor form. It's bad behavior. But he went mm. out clubbing. It, it's whatever he is. And I know this is a bit off topic from Tim Torano at Richmond, but I thought this guy was a former Richmond player, so I thought it'd be funny. He went to this club, and the whole entire AFL was practically there. And he gets a photo with Marbia Chol. Marbia freaking Chol, bro. At the club, that man played for the Suns and played against Hawthorne in Tasmania, like the day. (laughs) He's clubbing at night time in in St. Kilda, bro. What's the chance of that? He's teleported. No shit. Like, how does that even happen? Apparently, the Carlton boys, I think, were there as well. Or something like that. Maybe it wasn't Carlton. Some team, no, because Carlton were playing in Brisbane. Some team was there. I don't know. But anyway, he got yeah. a photo with Marbia Chol, and I'm jealous because I, I didn't get to... It's a good enough excuse. Yeah. Now now I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, fair enough. You missed my birthday, and now you can go have fun with Marbia Chol in the club. <laughs> Dancing at some pitbull, bro, on a... Sunday night or whatever it was. <laughs> it is it is pretty crazy. But when we're talking about Torano to Richmond, because I'm genuinely thinking this could be a very big possibility, a possible thing now that actually happens. What would the Tigers have to trade up to get Tim Torano to the team? From what I'm hearing, it's pick 10 and a future third. Disgusting. Dusty. <laughs> Dusty. <laughs> nah, um, 
look, I don't know. I'd probably base his value at like a, obviously the 10th pick and um, probably either another first or second, probably a second, to be honest. Um, so you don't think you a probably, first and a third gets it done? You could probably get away with that if you really forced their hand. If he was like, look, I'm not staying here. It's not an option. I have to go to Richmond and Richmond only. But um, if there's any sort of leverage for them there, I reckon they'll get a first and a second out of him because he's a quality player. Mm. He, he could be legitimately nearly their best player at times throughout the season as well. Um, so that's, yeah, I guess that's kind of trouble. If it was me, I'd say pick 10. I'd say a future third. But also, I'm a Richmond fan as well uh, at the end of the day. So I'm obviously going to lowball the hell out of greater Western Sydney, you know what I mean? So yeah. That's what it is too. But another thing as well, and I thought I'd I'd read this um, because <clears throat> this was brought up. Now, I'm not sure who reported on this. I think it was Fox Footy, to be honest. But there was a whole entire Instagram post dedicated to this by Tiger Ambush, which is like, if you're a Richmond fan, usually come over their fan post. Page. They've, yeah, they've got, a, they've got a lot of good content, if I'm going to be honest. But they've said, Richmond are reportedly interested in luring Collingwood Star. Now I'm going to say that because this guy is—he's a star at touching people up and in America. Let's be honest. <laughs> there. But they're apparently interested in luring Collingwood star Jordan to go to Punt Road. Geelong and St Kilda are considered to be the front runners for his service, but allegedly the Tigers have thrown their hat in too. Um, and then he says his whole entire stuff, like saying, "Personally, I wouldn't want anything to do with Degoe." I mean, obviously not because he's not gay. So you wouldn't want that guy coming and touching you up, would you? <laughs> but and he only seems to want to touch up chicks overseas. So it's not like um Dusty's old chopstick incident, <laughs> wherever that was. But who do you think? Yeah, who do you think gets Digoey at the end of the day? Do you think it's a Geelong St Kilda? Do the Tigers are they a late late team that swoop in, or does he stay at Collingwood? Because this is your your um, player, you love some Jordan or you like touching. Oh. Uh, we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit questionable. <laughs> no, you... I would. <laughs> I would say I'm the biggest Degoe fan, but um, I would not be opposed to keeping him around, especially after how he's played the last few weeks, and if he can keep up this form into September. Um, to say we don't need him on field is a bit, you know. Like, we, we do. We definitely do. Um, and as long as there was behavioural clauses in his contract and, you know, like a games played quota or a suspension quota or something like that, then I would have no worries bringing him back because he's worth it as a player. Yeah. Does he get back, though? I'd, apparently, he's indicated that he wants to stay, but if we're not willing to um, give him any sort of long-term security or something or another team just gives him a irrefusable offer, then, yeah, I wouldn't be too shattered with losing him, but he's played really well, and if he continues to do so, we should probably keep him. Yeah. Would hate Before to I... see him get to Geelong and become the next bloody Stengel, but on yeah. crack. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. Before I get into them, though, I do want to say I'm glad North Melbourne aren't going for him, because I think this is the mm. last thing North Melbourne need at this point, is a, um, is a bloke like that on their team. There are a lot of issues, and I mean, luckily for Richmond, just choking the shit out of the couple games that they did halfway through the year. Lucky for them, because if Richmond didn't do that, North Melbourne would possibly have gone down as one of the worst, the worst team in the AFL history. They would have had one win, lowest percentage nearly ever. Mm. Now I think they've got like two wins, lowest percentage ever. They're still obviously top 10 worst teams to probably ever play the game. Ever play, top, yeah. Yeah, top five easily if we're not counting foundation squads. But I'm glad they're not going after Jordan Digoey. They would give up a lot no, of money. One troubled Collingwood forward is enough. Especially yeah, when he get... doesn't know where the ball is. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who Will Burton is talking about, he's talking about R2-D2, obviously. Whatever happened <laughs> to that bloke? <laughs> What's his name? Who, who did they sign? What was his name? What? You know the the I'm talking about Jaden Stevenson. I know I know you're league. talking about Jaden Stevenson, but they also traded away another Collingwood player that one yeah, time. Yeah, it was um Atu Bozanavalagi. <laughs> no, 
How do I not remember that? <laughs> no, but seriously, though, James. He's close. I was that close, mm. man. I said R2-D2. Surely that's good enough, bro. I tried to take the spotlight <laughs> off Jaden Stevenson because he's had a rough week. I mean, Buddy Franklin nearly Batista bombed the ball into his back of his head because he wasn't watching. He should have. I don't know why Buddy been didn't... more valuable than the goal. Why did Buddy... Like, Buddy saw he wasn't looking. So instead of Buddy just going, you know, around the corner, kicking it over his head, he nearly pinned the ball into Jaden Stevenson, the back of Stevenson's head. Like, no one's thinking about that Buddy actually kind of messed up the kick himself and nearly pinned the ball into the poor bloke's head. So it happens when you're left, wouldn't it? You make a turnover that poor, you. <laughs> Not watching the ball afterwards. I have never seen a more boneheaded act on a football field. Uh, that's why I'm glad. Terrible. I'm glad North Melbourne are not going for Jordan Degoe now. It's, it yeah, is a great move that they've... Build a culture. Yeah, it, it's, it's honestly great that they've stayed away. I'm saying that St. Kilda have a lot of issues to worry about before they sign Jordan Degoe, I think. Because right now... Yeah, the only teams where Degoe would go other than Collingwood where he succeeds um, to the level that he has at Collingwood or above is Geelong and Richmond because they've already got those established cultures, especially bloody Geelong. I'm so sick of them. If they got him, they'd be just about unstoppable. Yeah. Well, St. Kilda, their backline, man. Like, I just can't with mm. their key backman. Like, you've got poor Dougal Howard. Like, he's already been stitched up enough with his trying to claim four world yeah and he's having to play number one key back every week when at port he was like a third or fourth option in some weeks Mm. same issue with bulldogs and alex keith like alex keith for the last two years it's worse at the dogs yeah they're number one key back and then the other week they dropped him and i genuinely thought i was getting the call up to play key back for the dogs like i (laughs) don't know why I don't, I don't know what's going. This on. man is everywhere. Yeah, he's going to be on the PGA tour soon. They, they call me Mister Worldwide. <laughs> the the Mister Three Hundred Five, bro, checking in real quick. Um, but yeah, I think a part of me thinks that something with Degoe is going to fall through, and I think everyone expects him to get and stay at Collingwood. But a part of me thinks that. Like, Geelong are going to have a fair bit of cap soon. Like, when you think about it, who are Geelong now paying? Who are Geelong now paying other than Jeremy Cameron? Tom Stewart would be on some money. Mark Blitzarves would be on some money. But all their other players are 33 years old that are probably on some veteran minimums now or some shit. Like, you wouldn't think... probably on the pension by now as well. Yeah. Danger wouldn't be... He'd be ending his big contract very shortly, I would assume. Yeah. Stengel's on peanuts. Oh, I mean, they're, yeah. they're not paying anyone, I don't think. <sighs> Isaac Smith, around forever. he might be on some cash because they, of course, lured him away. But all of those players, they lured away and used cash to do, like Luke Dalhouse's and stuff like that. None of them are on any money anymore. Is Luke Dalhouse even playing yeah. anymore? Don't like, a part of me thinks that Geelong is somehow going to go into this free agency. They're going to win the flag, bring in Jordan Degoe, Tanner Brew, and Jacob Hopper, and then go, that's mm. fine. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I think if Geelong don't win the flag this year, I seriously just don't know what to do. They'll never win one. Even if they don't win it this year, they're still going to go on a free agency and sign everyone and their dad. Hmm. Like, I guarantee no, I, they're going to sign both players. They, they just have to win it this year. There's no way. As much as uh, as much as much it pains me, because I'm uh, just like everyone else, I'm just sick of them being so good all the time. But yeah. I guess if they can finally back it up and not lose in a prelim by 800 points, it's a little bit more bearable than just being a waste of space in the top four every year. I've got Geelong winning the flag this year. No, oh, I think everyone does. I think there's this a, is the year. There's a biased Collingwood supporter in me, but no. Nah. They have to. I think Geelong get it. The only team that possibly, I think, stops Geelong in a game would be, I think, the Demons are a big big factor. But also, I feel like the Demons are very stoppable as well. Like, the Demons could, could run into some issues in finals if a team gets 
if the team if a team any plays their best game, they can beat the Ds. It's realistically how oh, yeah. it is now. This final series, like the Ds were flat out favorites to win it last year at a certain point. Everyone was just saying though, are they gonna choke it like they always do? Turns out they didn't choke it. And I think we're saying the same thing about the cats this year is are they gonna choke it like they always do? And I don't expect them to Hopefully they do it'd be hilarious. I, I I don't know. I I want them to I kind of want them to win other than Richmond because I think we could also be a chance now. We finally got some players back. But in saying that Nick Flossen just died recently. <laughs> Dylan Grimes yeah. is out now. Dusty's out. We still have major injury issues like all the time, but it is what it is. I still hope we can do something, but I don't know. Don't be surprised if we choke to the Hawks. <laughs> like, <laughs> but Dyson Heppel, that's another player. Four-year contract today mm. from the Gold Coast Suns, they're saying. The person who went for we the Bombers as a kid and is now an Essendon captain, it's two years guaranteed as a player with another two years as the coach, as an assistant coach. Are you taking that if you're Dyson Heppel? Well, this pressures Essendon to offer him a coaching role after his playing career. I don't think he would be um, too opposed to playing one year instead of two and then going into coaching or whatever. But if Essendon keep the one-year deal that they've tabled for him at the moment and don't up it at all, then he'd be stupid not to go to the Gold Coast for four years of guaranteed money. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he's only 30. Like, why is he only being offered yeah. one-year deals when he is your captain and you've got oh, no one else. Yeah, but you've got no one else to replace him. Oh, Where Essendon going to replace Merritt. Zach Merritt will be their next captain. How old is Isn't Zach Merritt like 28? 28 oh, I now? Think he's younger than that, surely. Like 26, 27. Hang on, let me look it up. This is, a, this is an interesting thing. I would have said 2014 draft, Zachary right? Merritt. 2013 draft? Um, oh, Jesus. It came up with... 26. 31, but I searched up Zach Martin by an accident. <laughs> so, yeah, no, he's, he's 26. Turning he's 27 in October. So if they give yeah. one more year to Dyson Heppel, guaranteed as captain, Zach Merritt would be captain at 28. Or do they take the captaincy off Dyson Heppel this year and give it to Zach Merritt would be the... the oh, I think they'll give it to Merritt next year. You think it's 100%? I don't know about 100%, but I think it'd be a wise move for them to make. I don't think... Like, Heppel's uh, been a great player and been a great captain and all that, but they just need some sort of change and they need to hurry up in getting to their next... Um, getting to their next flag tilt because it looks like it's a few years away now. So Yeah. I think they just need to move on. How does this help Gold Coast if they get it done, by the way? How do, how do the Gold Coast Suns transform, like, Optimus Prime? Just, how do they do it? More leadership. I mean, they've got a young team still. They've got an inexperienced team. Not a lot of big names in their team. Um, they've got <coughs> who have they got? They've got David Swallow. Took Miller's a great leader. Uh, Wits as well. But other than that, they I feel like they're just missing a little bit more veteran leadership. Mm. You bring that also. Are it the, doesn't hurt that he's a pretty good ball user off halfback. Yeah. So. Are the Gold Coast Suns a certainty to make the eight next year? Because right now their oh, team... Oh, nobody's ever a certainty. Right now their team is looking cracked. Like, I'm going to read out some stuff to you, right? So, mm. we're coming towards the end of the season with the Gold Coast Suns. They are 11th place. They have 36 points. Uh, they have played 20 games. They've won 9, lost 11, 9-11. Don't sue me, YouTube. Um, 102 <laughs> oh percentage, right? But they are doing this without Ben King, who was arguably their best player last year. So they're key forward. They are also doing this now where they've brought in Elijah Hollins, who just won the Rising Star. Looks like he is going to be absolutely cracked. And then next yeah. year, you're going to have a fully confident Matt Rowe, all of this type of stuff. I don't care if Isaac Rankin leaves. I think he's very valuable Ooh. and highly important to their team. But I don't care if he leaves because I still think the Gold Coast Suns are going to be good enough to make the eight. But I'm not saying think, as a Gold Coast Suns, they, they definitely need to bring back Rankin. But what I'm saying is in terms of them making the eight, this doesn't affect what I'm saying at all. 
Then the other thing is as well is I'm pretty sure they've got like the most draft picks in AFL history this year. They've got their four yeah. picks. I think they own three from you or something. They own like three from Fremantle and like two from another team. They've got like 11 picks. If I was mm. them, I'm going hard at a certain free agent. I don't know why they haven't been linked to a big name free agent yet. It still bizarres me that players aren't keen to move to Australia's freaking Miami. I don't. I know. I've never yeah. understood it. It doesn't make any it's sense to me whatsoever. So yeah. If you are but the Gold Coast, then you're in that position. If you're the Gold Coast Suns and <clears throat> you not only bring back Isaac Rankin, I think they're going to extend everyone as well because I still think Rankin gets re-signed. I don't. I don't know yeah. why everyone's saying a hundred percent he's going to Adelaide. If I, I have Rankin, a feeling I'm saying as well. Yeah. yeah. And you bring back Ben King. Arguably, a, I think he's a, a top 10 key forward, obviously. Top 10 key forward in the mm. game. Uh, the only other things you probably need there maybe on your team is a halfback, a veteran, and maybe another key defender, maybe. You do two mm. of those things with Dyson Heppel, and then you bring in possibly a a key defender, maybe through free agency, something like that. I'm not sure. Griffin Logue has been looking for a big offer. Um, it's rumored it's going to come from Victoria, but goddamn, if I was Gold Coast, I know he's not from Victoria. I'd offer him a sneaky 650 to get to the team. Mm. He's about, I think, 188 centimeter dude. Not necessarily the key forward to go after, but like someone like him, you know, there's dudes out there, surely. So. I don't know. I think the Gold Coast Suns possibly make the eight. And does Dyson Heppel help that? Well, I need you to tell me. How much does he help? They definitely can. Um, I think Heppel would help them a fair bit. Obviously, it's not going to be anything groundbreaking at this stage of his career. He's not a star like he used to be. I think the bigger thing for Gold Coast is keeping Rankin. I feel like if they kept him, that would just be a massive moment for them because yeah, everybody knows how they've struggled to hold on to players and all of this. And even even while GWS were contending, there were players flying out the door left and right. So if Gold Coast were able to keep their core players intact for a while, it, it would mean absolutely everything to that team. And um mm. Yeah, I think they can make the eight next year. I don't know if they will because there's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams in the eight right now that I can't imagine falling out of it. And there's a lot of teams out of it that I can imagine squeezing their way in next year. So I won't say it's a certainty, but they yeah. definitely have the capability. They need to figure out what they're doing with Jack Lacocious. It's pissing me off. He is too mm, good to it. be averaging 13 disposals a game, half a goal a game. He's not a key forward. He's not a third forward. Dude, he was pick two or three one year. <clears throat> the dude yeah. has an incredible um, like ability to get he's the ball kid. on the half back. And he's a very underrated dude that can intercept the ball. Like, no one ever talks about Lukosius anymore as an interceptor. No one ever does. No one ever says he can intercept the ball. And I don't know why. Mm. Like, I've seen him do it many times. I remember we had this argument a couple of years back where you guys were telling me, remember, I don't know if you remember, you guys were like, he's a halfback, he's a halfback, all of this type of stuff. And I remember saying, no, I think this dude should be a intercept key defender. And it honestly just felt like the games where he would do that, they didn't deliberately play him like that. He just would come in and intercept because they had no one else. But I, mm. I, I wouldn't understand why you wouldn't give it a go. I feel like he's got the knack to do it. And in my opinion, he's a backman. I don't like him up forward. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a weird one <laughs> well, for me. You've got such a versatile play, you may as well throw the magnets around. Um, but he's not doing any good up for See where he suits best. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, move him back, move him to a wing, move him all over the place and see where he can gain some form. Because um, you're right, he is, he's too talented to be giving the level of production that he's giving <laughs> right now. Imagine if he pops off next year. Jesus Christ. Yeah, a Gold no, they, Coast would be, that, they would be cracked. But yeah, I don't know if there's any much more we can talk about today. We've kind of gone through it all. This has probably been Will Burton's longest podcast. He has a nine-hour McDonald's shift tomorrow, so we've got we've to cut this one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're saying? 
Oh, no, not quite, but I do have a uni tomorrow. But uh, I just need a quick mention about the uh, about the flag pies because we oh. are coming for the premiership. Who's going to say I need a quick wank before I go to bed or something? <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But, you know, as I was the saying... Thank- bench one. <laughs> as I was saying, thank you guys for watching. Please make sure to leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Comment your thoughts and opinions down below. Go subscribe to my Clips channel. Go give Will Burton a text on Instagram and tell him how cute he looks today or tonight, <laughs> whenever if this comes out. Yeah, there you go. All right, thank you guys for watching. Make sure to leave a like, subscribe, and comment. Uh, go Tigers, and we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.